Can I get a year? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Nick's Chatter, the day after. Salutations, my good people. Happy Tuesday, praying you all are doing well and taking care of yourselves. So like it's been a while since the show has been on. Um, thank y'all for sticking with us and understanding that we needed the weekend off. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you. My guy said is currently doing office said duties. He's in a meeting right now. He's going to join us when he can. Uh, shout out to said, you know, his new position, his new role. First month. I mean, if any of you know about like starting a job, that first month is usually like the most hectic. So he's doing his best to uh, multitask between the two. So uh, he, he should be joining us shortly. But um, shout out to said. But in the meantime, between time, I got my guy up here with me. Uh, you know, the, you know, he's like the what, what do you call it? Not, I don't want to say the filling, but like the 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 ace maybe in baseball. They call it the ace. No, is that bad? No. Um, he he he's he's old reliable, old reliable. That's what I'll say. Uh, my guy Breeze is up here to host with me. Breeze, how you feeling, my boy? Good, my dog. Good, my dog. A lot to discuss. A lot to discuss. But I, I appreciate uh, the situational minutes. They becoming less situational, my dog. They becoming less situational. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, nah, but I appreciate you for being here, my guy. You feeling good? Everything as well? Yeah, everything good. And a lot of moving and shaking. But, you know, I always make a way. I always make a way. There you go, my brother. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, uh, man, I'm I'm happy to be back. Um, the show has been a little bit harder and harder to do. I, you know, ramp, ramping up on just things I'm doing personally in my life, and um, you know, trying to trying to really find time to. Yo, it's been hard to watch games, man. I'm gonna be honest. Just I've been having so much to do, so I'm I'm, I'm doing my best to try to you know still keep the show consistent. At the same time, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a little difficult. So thank y'all for being with us, man. And, um, you know, I, listen, I be having to get up hella early and, and research and review and watch highlights. Because I watched the game last night, but just bits and pieces. I watched, like, the important moments. Um, so, so you know. All right, let's get into this game, man. Um So last night, the Knicks welcomed the Milwaukee Bucks to the Garden. Um, I think this is the thing, right? For me, I think sometimes there's there's a lot of nuance that's missing when it comes to uh, opposing teams against the New York Knicks. I mean, yeah, the Knicks are a, a team that folks enjoy holding on a pedestal when they want to. And making sure that we're also like the bottom of the barrel in their conversations when we want to. 
right? So when the Knicks play against championship caliber teams, if we manage to make mistakes or do do dumb shit, we're on this pedestal like, oh, how dare you? How dare you lose to like? I was listening to Giannis stats yesterday, and and I never really put in perspective. He's literally won every award that there is in basketball at this point, probably besides six man of the year. Like, like Giannis is one of the greatest top 20, 30 players of all time that's ever touched a basketball. Like, oh, when we lose against championship, a team that won a championship two years ago, it's, oh, you, how dare you lose to them? But then, of course, when we beat teams that are teams that probably we shouldn't have won it, it's, it's, uh, they had a bad night. The, the opposing team had a bad night. You know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's a lot of nuance. It's a lot of, you know, subjectiveness when it comes to the Knicks. And I just think at this point, it, it comes with the territory, but it's also frustrating. It's also frustrating. Um, but yes, the Knicks lost to the Bucks. Um, one seventeen, one eleven, in a game where one excuse me, one oh seven, one eleven, in a game where the Knicks led almost the entire the entire game. Um, it was a hot start for the Knicks. Uh, hot start from Brunson especially. Um, he looked really good in that first quarter. Um, you know, Quentin Grimes kept us kept us in this, in the game in the first half. His defense was, like, I think outstanding. Uh, we contained the others in the first half. We contained Giannis. You know, my only issue in that first half is Julius Randle looked absolutely god-awful in that first quarter. He was forcing everything. Um, one for 11 in the first quarter. That's just awful. Just seven missed, eight missed threes in a row. I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? But, of course, in Julius Randle fashion, he picked it up in the second quarter and, to me, played extremely well the rest of the game. Um, I loved watching Emmanuel quickly in that second quarter. He had six consecutive shots. Um, he, 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 he looked poised and, like, just like he, like he looked like a vet. And that's what I really like about IQ. There are moments out there where he just looks like, He's been in this league for a very, very long time. He knows he's clearly watching these, you know, these players that are I, I like to me, I'm I could tell he's been watching the Chris Pauls, right? He's been watching the Damian Lillards. Like he, he's watching these guys that are efficient with their with their shot making and also probably watching some really great defenders because he's out there looking like uh like 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 he's been he's been here before, you know, and it's 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 really good to watch a man you quickly find his way in the league, and I've I've been I've been like enjoying that. It's one of my like real, real, uh, uh, one of my real joys in watching this season as far as watching a man man you quickly find his way. Um, he looked really good in that second quarter. There was a put man. We were up seventeen, up seventeen. Things were flowing. The defense, you know, was 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 rocking. You know, we were out rebounding them, just really just out playing them. Um, energy was on a high, just diving for loose balls, jumping in the crowds, just getting those second and third chance points, just really looking good. 
And then we just couldn't fucking stop the three-point shot. <laughs> uh, we couldn't stop the three-point shot, we, and we couldn't stop Drew Holiday in that fourth quarter. And, you know, that's what championship teams do. They they can al- allow you to outplay them in an entire game and then turn it on when they need to. And that is what they did. Drew Drew had Drew Holiday only had 15 points. But almost you know, 80% of those points were scored in the fourth quarter. Because honestly, there were some shots where I was just like, God damn it, that was that's god damn it. Some good defense was played on him. And and all that. And still he just managed to get it in. But yo, I just think our our defensive scheme of packing the paint. And allowing the shooters to shoot is just probably one of the dumbest defensive schemes I've ever seen in a fucking NBA game. It it has to be in a in a in a in a league that is 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 changing so fast and aggressively into a shooters league. Why the fuck are we packing the paint with guys like Evan Fournier? And having them run out to catch the three-point shooter. It's it's that's just the one of the most frustrating parts about this season and this game in particular. Right? When Joe Inglis scores 17 points in a game, it's murder she wrote. It's murder she wrote. I, I just don't fucking get. Why we must pack the fucking paint? Um, I I, I think playing Fournier and uh, and I, Isaiah Hartenstein. I'm not even calling him I Heart no more. He doesn't deserve that nickname. I'm gonna call him Isaiah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna call him the name his parents gave him. I don't think playing Fournier and Isaiah is is it. I, I just it's absolutely pointless. And at this point, it's even unnecessary. Uh, they don't add anything that you can say makes sense to why they can play over guys like Cam Reddish or even an injured Obi Toppin. I don't get it. If Obi Toppin could play, play him. If he could play, play him. Yes, yes, he can be a liability on defense at times, but I would much rather Obi go out there and learn while failing learn from games like this against teams like this then watch Isaiah Hartenstein go out and do whatever the fuck he chooses to do. That that, that missed he missed three layups in a row with the stupid ass floater in front of the rim. Listen, this should be a fucking rule in the NBA. If you are fucking six, nine and better and you miss a fucking layup Something should be some amount of money should be deducted. It should be like a technical, like some some money money should be deducted out of your pay. Something you're in front of rim. Why are you doing floaters? You fucking bum. Just just egregious. But I would much rather our top ten pick in a draft go out and, and figure himself out for fucking twenty minutes a game than. Like than that, he. I mean, Obi Toppin is somebody that should be a part of this future, right? He should be. 
So why the fuck aren't you like I get it, he's still coming back from the injury. Cool. Tom Tom Thibodeau, you got one you got you got three two more games. Two more games to keep that excuse going. Two more games. After that, if Obi's out there, he should be playing. I shouldn't see Isaiah Hartenstein at all. There, it's, it's it's no reason why I mean maybe I'm I missed something where Jericho Sims maybe was injured or something. I doubt it, but I maybe because he played zero minutes last night. So either I missed something or Tom Thibodeau chose Isaiah Hartenstein over Jericho Sims. And that's just fucking egregious to me at this point. Another thing, quickly, can I keep playing 42 minutes tonight? He can't. We got to figure out a way to preserve his energy down the stretch. Because I, I just think defensively, everybody was just a bit slow at the end of the game when, when, they were, when their de defense was needed. We was unable to keep up with the fucking shooters. Like, Joe English hit his five threes, bro. Like, like at some point, we got to preserve the fucking guy. Like, it, these NBA games are about how you finish, not how you start necessarily. And, yes, it's, a, it's amazing to see us go up 17. It's amazing to see us. You know, start these games hot and look really good in that first half in the sec in the third quarter. It's but but the fourth quarter wins you the game. And if our guys are fucking exhausted, depleted, lack of energy, because they played now thirty nine minutes going into the fucking fourth quarter, like bro, find a way to preserve the fucking guys that you're gonna need in the last four minutes of the game. 42 minutes a game is nuts. I, I mean, I love Quick as a starter. I love what he's been seeing. Is when RJ's back, we got to find a way to include him in that starting lineup because I love, I think, getting the ball out of Jalen Brunson's hand all the time and allowing another guy to be out there to run the offense, it's, it's been, it, it looks good. It, it works. But, golly, 42 minutes is fucking egregious. Um, I, I think Julius Randle... Um, defensively played an outstanding game, especially on, on Giannis. Uh, Giannis only had six shots all game. He only made shit six shots all game. A guy who could easily give you 40 points in his sleep. Um, you know, the 12 free throw attempts managed to still help him get his 22 points. But ultimately, I think Randall did a great job at neutralizing him all game and, and stopping him from having his way. I'm... Um, I also think Julius Randle rebounding was outstanding. Um, 16 boards. Just, you know, yeah, awful fucking god awful from the field. But I think his first quarter just outshined his rest of his game because I saw, I believe it was like Tony or someone posting the timeline. Like, yeah, he, he was awful in the first quarter, but he shot 50% in the second quarter, 40, uh, like 70% in the third quarter and then 100% in the fourth. He made all the shots in the fourth, in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, it's just, I think anytime you see that you miss like three, I mean, to give you four three-pointers, stop, don't don't shoot the other six. Don't don't shoot the other four in in one quarter. Just wait, just hold it out. Just see, uh, maybe maybe second quarter I got it. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Seven, seven to eight missed three-pointers in one quarter is fucking crazy. No player on the fucking planet should be able to miss seven. I don't, not even Steph Curry should be able to do that. 
If you miss seven, eight three-pointers in a quarter, you shouldn't be able to shoot another three that quarter. I don't give a fuck who you are. That's that's crazy. Um, this team, man. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, Jake, he had one shot in the fourth quarter. Okay. Um, yeah, this, te- this team. Okay. We lost against a, a championship te- caliber team, a, te- a, a team that I po- I've been saying it since day one of the season. I do believe the Bucks is going to win another championship this year. That's my, they're my favorites. Um, yeah, we lost against a team that's figuring it out, and, and that, yeah, they're the oldest team in the league, which means they have experience out the fucking ass. They know how to win games. They've done it before. But still, like, when we're losing games because of guys like Isaiah Hartenstein or fucking Evan Fournier or because Jalen Brunson, yeah, I I think it was amazing seeing him get his career high, 44 points, but he's such a liability on defense, such a liability. So, you know, his defense gets hidden behind playing with great defenders like Quick and, and, and IQ, but if they don't have the fucking energy at the end of the game to play the defense that's necessary, we just look like a bad defensive team in a, in a stretch, down the stretch. And that just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Um, nonetheless, I, I, I enjoyed the energy. I thought it was a game that we could have won. I just think there was some mental mistakes, some mental mishaps that just cost us the fucking game. And it's the Bucks. It's the Bucks. I think if we have a game like that against the Indiana Pacers, I think there's that's uh, there's room for outrage. But right now, you're gonna win some, or you're gonna lose some. We won four in a row. This is the game. I think that was gonna be the hardest in, the, in like the next ten game stretch. So now we we got an opportunity to really bounce back against the Pacers and against the rest of these fucking teams and and. and and really have a shift because I think last night's show should show Tom Thibodeau that Isaiah Hartenstein does not need to play another minute this season. He's fucking, he's, he's horrible. He's horrible. It's games like this that show you, okay, if, if Cam Reddish did whatever the fuck Cam Reddish did out there to never play a game for the Knicks again, I think Isaiah Hartenstein has shown more than enough that he does not deserve to play another game. At some point, we got it. If it's good for the goose, it got to be good for the gander too. Stop playing your favorites. Stop playing guys that you that you really like. I don't know what the fuck it is. At this, at some point, I'm gonna start calling racism. At some point, because I don't know what the fuck Cam Reddish did to deserve what the fuck he going through. When Isaiah Hartenstein looking the way he look out there, I I I don't know. I don't know. Um, <sighs> Breeze, what's up, man? Talk to me. Yes, sir. Um, so the first the first thing I'm gonna say is is that I that I Heart series was it was pretty much the game, bro. You can't be in those type of games with momentum shifting and have three opportunities to stop the bleeding and you don't hit the rim on damn near about two attempts, bro, when you that tall and under the basket. You should you should never see no minutes for the rest of I would rather see RJ Barrett at the five than than I Heart play another minute after some of the shit I done seen. I don't I don't I don't care at this point. Um the main point for yesterday is you just looking at a team that's not ready. Um in certain situations you 
you get to a certain point and you can't fake the funk anymore. You like fake it till you make it. If you're not a team that can close and those moments come up, you and you just not ready to close, there's no way you can <laughs> you know, you can fake your way through that. It's like each possession they're going through and they're hitting these shots to get closer to you. And at, on offense, all you're doing is trying to prevent what they're doing. So until the whole team, coaching staff, trainers, everybody gets comfortable in closing games, you're going to have situations like this, bro. The free throws, is, it's like everything is, is crashing down. The free throws is more important. Possessions is more important. Um, taking care of the ball is more important. Quality shots is more important. And you are trying to fight back losing all of the momentum you gained while the other team is just playing, waiting for you to feel the pressure that they applying. It's not really too much that you can do as a team if you're just not ready for that moment. Um, as a coach yesterday, it was a, it was a lot of things he did wrong. If you're looking at the game plan to which we tried to stop Siakam, it was also, it was kind of like a, the, the, the way the schedule lined up lined up for Tom uh, Thibodeau's brain because some of the things that we did to try to prevent Siakam from doing, we tried to just implement that for Giannis. The thing, the difference between the two teams is, um, for one, the, the 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 Toronto Raptors don't really have a stretch big so um, that you would have to honor in the way that you, uh, Mitchell Robinson has to cover ground for Brooke Lopez. Like, once you know he can hit that shot and everybody else is hitting the shots, it then puts the pressure on Mitch to be able to play center field very well. Um, so coming off the Toronto game into which some of those schemes work, it just wasn't going to work for um, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, give me one second. The person that his boss walked in and said, what the fuck are you talking about in here? What the fuck are you talking about in here? I'm hearing, I'm hearing... Julius Randall name. Who's Julius? Is he is he is he a customer? Who who the fuck are you talking to in here? Huh? Who's Giannis? Who is Giannis? And why the hell is he being discussed in my office? You turn that phone off and you get the motherfucking typing. Okay? My bad. My bad, y'all. <laughs> I said, turn the motherfucking phone off and get to typing. Don't say my bad to them. You say it to me. You I, say it. To me. Yeah, I got like two minutes. I got two minutes. I'll get the rest of this shit off. You're getting the rest of this shit off. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, Tom Thibodeau for the Milwaukee thing. They have all standstill shooters, bro. Pat Connaughton is a standstill shooter. Grayson Allen is a standstill shooter. You're not going to have the same scheme you have the Toronto Raptors when you can run off the line and then think that that's just going to work because it just worked a couple nights ago. Um, that's that's never going to work. Jalen Brunson, um, and, and, and then here's the thing with Tom Thibodeau. Yes, the minutes are a lot, but it's way more because of the style that we have to play with the minutes. It's a, it's a whole lot of other teams that could probably get away with having a star play 40 minutes if he don't have to give every spin move between the legs, post up, back up, pass the ball, get the ball back, post up, switch every possession. So it's like you exerting energy every possession. Then you have to conjure the energy to score. 
every possession. Then you got to play defense on the other side. So if you're going to be a team that has high minutes players, high usage players, it has to be some way you can cut some of the extraness for everybody's game, bro, because there's no way. Last thing I'll say, if you're a young team and you're in, in situations like this where you have to be able to um, – if this is if you want to be a playoff team, then you have to get as much experience in these games as possible. If you're a young team, if you've never been in the playoffs before, then you need to learn how to close games. So it it's all of these experiences are necessary because if you're in the garden and you've never been down five points with two minutes left, right, or you've never had a lead that eight minutes and they coming back, the worst time to figure out how to do that shit is in the playoffs. So all of these losses is good. Well, it's bad for the record, but it's good for morale because when you get to the actual playoff, y'all have literally fumbled the bag so much down the stretch that you have so many games that you can look to and say, this is how we prevent that. We've seen this before. We've been there before. And if Jalen Brunson is the guy that you you telling your team to lead us, then he would be the one to kind of get some things from some games and get something from some guys. So um, while it's a terrible loss for yesterday, one, it was a scheduled loss, despite how the team played. And then two, y'all going to have to use this experience if y'all going to be a playoff play-in team and then take that to the playoffs. And then, yeah, my bad, who lead off? <laughs> it look like you're going to lose one of them jobs, big dog. But thank you for, for sacrificing uh, one of your seven jobs for KCDA. It really means a lot, man. It really means a lot. Um, before we get to the co-host, I'm going to start bringing y'all up. Um, Seth is not here, but he does have a record that he wants to play. Uh, so I'm going to play it real quick. I'll let him come up and explain, but uh, that's far side passing me by if you don't know, if you don't know. All right, let's get to these co-hosts. Uh, uh, let's start it off with Khalil, man. Khalil, 44-point night for your guy, career high, another career high. Uh, how you feeling, my guy? Yo, uh, just like the Knicks to continuously blow uh, career nights for their players with, with L's down the stretch, um, I, I, I feel great. You know, I feel, I feel, I, oh, every day, every day that Jalen Marquise Brunson remains a Nick, I continue to be vindicated because every, every excuse of putting a ceiling on this man, which he himself said, people keep putting ceilings on him. He always shows up and breaks those ceilings. Drew Holiday is the best point of attack defender in the league. All defensive defender, NBA champion, and he could not stop Jalen Brunson. Unbelievable. 44.50% from the field, 40% from three, 100% from the church. They started calling him chokes it. Started calling him chokes it with, 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 the, with the bricks and the, and the bulls here. And this man had went 10 to 10 from the line. Yo, this guy has to nearly uh, give Clyde a, a near-death a near experience just to get a call. It's ridiculous with these reps at the Garden. Um, you know, it was a fun competitive game, you know, like, like, like you were saying, Julito, it, it really, it really is unsustainable looking at this minutes distribution because if, if you, if you give it, if you give it all on in, in the first half, how are you going to finish these games when you're a young inexperienced team dealing with squads with either more talent or who've done a lot more winning than you have? So, you know, we knew this was going to be a struggle. But there are real, like, manufactured flaws in this loss. Tom Thibodeau, DMTing 
Jericho Sims. Uh, you know, like the 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 way, like having Evan in the fourth quarter. Like these, these are things you chose. You chose these. These guys should not be playing these many minutes. You have um, a situation where just like like you know, I I oh I I, I took notes, but like um, I just think look looking at the players themselves, Julius Randle should not be taking that many threes in the first court. Like yes, yes, we know he's hot. He's he's second behind Luca in in made shots in the first quarter, bro. If you don't got it, stop attack. You start scoring, you start attacking the rip. So, so I, I, I just think like decision making from the players, the decision making from the coaching staff, and 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 and, and this front office figuring out how to rehabilitate this bench is going to be the only way this team succeeds. But I'm a main perspective, you know. If if we handle business tomorrow, and 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 we win the week, we go three and one. We are six games above 500, and probably have gotten back to six seed. So not all doom and gloom, right? But a lot of the questions that we we we've been talking about for weeks are still there. And I think that's what makes this loss so frustrating. We keep seeing time and time again this inability to close. Hopefully, we handle business against the Pacers tomorrow. That, that's what I want to see. Appreciate y'all, Julito, Breeze, all the other uh, co-hosts uh, in the audience. Love y'all. Let's get it. Let's get it, Khalil, my guy. Uh, y'all scaring the shit out of me with y'all bosses in the background, man. Um, I, don't, I don't, listen. I just, I just hope everything's okay with everybody at work. Um, I don't know. I'm nervous. Like this is school or some shit, and I don't know about y'all. I, my anxiety is not good. It's not good for this shit. I'm like, yo, just stop talking loud, fam. Just stop talking loud, bro. Like, what's good? God damn it! I need y'all to get it together. Learn how to schedule your takes around lunchtime or or the bathroom break. I don't know. It's scary. I'm a little nervous. Nervous for you, man. All right. We're going to keep it going. All right. uh, Bonkai. Bonkai, what up? Talk to me. What's up, Polito Breeze? Everybody here. Uh, Great game by Jalen Brunson. Amazing. He even had uh, Clyde, Clyde cursing up. Well, he didn't curse up a storm, but he dropped a little, a little, you know, curse word yesterday after he he bumped into the scoring's table thanks to Javon Carter and and Giannis. But I just want to say this real quick, and and I went on a space last night and I and I said this: Look, if there's anybody here, a Nick player using a burner account or or somebody from MSG, anything like that, you know, listening, please. And, and and spare me the narrative. So this is what you chose, whatever. Please, I, I ask. I'm, I'm begging. Tell Tom Thibodeau to not play Isaiah Hartenstein and Evan Forney anymore. Please, I'm begging at this point. It makes no sense to have those two guys out there. They don't contribute to winning. They don't contribute on either end of the floor on most nights. They don't. They don't bring anything really on offense. They don't really bring anything on defense. They're out there doing cardio, they're not doing anything. Please just just find some. There's gotta be there's gotta be people on the roster that can do more than them. And, and in fact, Jericho Sims, we're talking about Jericho Sims. Why is he not the backup big at this point? He should be. He I, I believe he's earned it. He's earned it. He's earned his spot to back up Mitchell Robinson. Because if we're talking about like you know earning your spots and, and accountability. And your work, your your play is what dictates, you know, you getting minutes and all that. Then Jericho Sims has stolen that from Isaiah Hardenstein by a landslide. 
because iHeart doesn't do anything out there. Jericho Sims, he he plays defense. He he, he can he can switch. He, he he can he can kind of hold his own one on one against certain guys, right? That Isaiah Harnstein can't. He can dunk. He's a lob threat. He blocks shots. Like just throw this kid out there. Throw this kid out there. It's just negligence at this point to play Isaiah Harnstein over him. And, and in terms of Evan Fournier, you know, I don't I don't care if you want to. You know, I know the Cam Reddish situation, but bro. Throw fucking Camrish out there. Throw Svi. I don't. I don't care. Just play somebody that can give you something over Fournier. And please, 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 adjust your defensive schemes as the game goes. You don't have to go by the same defensive game plan the entire game. If it if your initial game if defensive game plan wasn't working or isn't working, you can switch it up on the fly. I I believe you can. Like, there was no reason to play drop coverage last night uh, 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 when the Bucks started hitting all those threes. Evan Fournier getting caught up in that play where he where, where he, he gave some fake help uh, for Julius to try to get Giannis made absolutely zero sense. And playing drop coverage that late made no sense at all. Like, that's it. That's all I got to say. But, but like, overall, overall. Julita, you took off the mic, so that means my time is up. No, I no, I want I, the dog is now interrupting. What the fuck is going on? Uh, I, I don't know. They probably heard somebody outside the door or something. What the fuck? What yo? Why are people tired of y'all? Next, y'all must be talking too much because it's between the bosses or so, nobody. Somebody wants y'all to stop having Nick's takes because now the dog is barking. What the fuck is going on? Or maybe my dog agrees with me. I don't know. No, that dog sounded dis disheartened. That was a disheartened snarl from that canine. Yeah, but either way, overall, it, it, it was a good game. Like, the team played hard. The team played hard. I will get I know people don't like moral victories and stuff, but played hard. Oh, uh, right. I did like what I saw overall, either way. Right. Aside from the L and then, you know, Cars right. 940, the drop oh. coverage thing. Got you. Got you. I appreciate you guys. You know, you know, uh, there's there's a question on in the chat game. We just have we need answers. Is that a husky? I have I have two. Yes, you have two. You own a husky. Yeah, I own two of them. Oh, the hu the husky assassin, the husky the husky collector. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Oh, no, no, no. All right. You have a good night, man. Mute yourself. You going out? You going to get out out of here, man? You going to get on out of here, man? The Husky Hustler. Okay. All right, let's keep it going. Um, my <laughs> At some point, I would grow up. The Husky Hustler was too far. All right. Uh, Nelson, Nelson, talk to me. Yeah, what's good? Who looked shot everybody in the room? Um, Yeah, the Knicks played a good game for, uh, I would say, 37 and a half minutes until yeah, the Bucks started hitting threes. Um, we caught the last year with game in some games where even though we did the ISO-heavy offense, it bailed us out uh, because teams weren't. But when you're playing against a team like the Bucks, you have to play 48 minutes. I think Clyde said it in the pregame. They played 48. Last and quickly had great games. Randall, even despite shooting, how terrible he. You 
you going, shot, you going in uh, and out. You going in and out, But yo, can you hear me now? I sound good now. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we hear you right, going in and out. Yeah, my fault. I was on the road. Um, but yeah, but Giannis. I mean, uh, Randall held his own against Giannis despite not shooting well, and. I mean, Brunson and quickly played well. I think aside from that, the rest of the team, aside from Brunson and quickly went 14 for 56 or something like that, which is pretty bad. But honestly, man, I'm going to give the, I'm going to put the responsibility of this game slipping away. I'm going to put it on Tibbs and Harnstein Fournier. I mean, you got to understand, you know, when a game as a coach, your team could be playing as hard as they can, but when the game starts slipping away, sometimes a timeout or a substitution can change things. And, it seemed like Tibbs just didn't do anything. And it's like, bro, take, you know, I understand he was trying to put Grimes in at one point and then, you know, there was no stop in play. But still, if you got to burn the timeout, like burn it to make something happen because Evan Fournier playing seven and a half minutes in a, in a fourth quarter when the guy didn't play for damn near two months because of, for obvious reasons, uh, that's not a good sign, especially when you're playing against a team like the Bucks. Um Hornstein, I don't know if it's the Achilles. I don't know if it's the mental thing. I don't know what's going on, dude. But missing three bunnies the way he did was damn near disheartening. Missing those three bunnies in the 10-0 run pretty much uh, swayed the uh, momentum to the Bucks. And that's the thing with a team that wins a championship like that. You cannot let them You cannot let them let up. Like Giannis with the wall was great. You know, they did the great defense with Giannis with the wall. But once they started hitting threes, and this team could do that. Sometimes this team cannot shoot at all. But... And they have these stretches where they don't play well, but when they start hitting threes, they're they're damn near unstoppable because then one person hits a three, another person hits a three, and then it's like Drew Holiday, who whose jump shot is broken, starts hitting everything like he did last night. And that's how the Bucks win games. So the thing is to prevent that, you gotta make the right adjustments. You can't just do it when the game is close and then try to make something. And Thibodeau didn't do any of that. He kind of just let the game slip. And I feel like we lost that game based off of coaching and just a lack of adjustment, which has happened every single time we've lost these games against close teams. Like, we're there, and I'm glad these young kids are playing hard, but we're not there yet because, you know, just the simple adjustments that could be made that could help us win games. So that's pretty much why we lost, and it is what it is. We move on to the next game. We play Indy on Wednesday, and we just – that's it, man. It's an 82-game season, so we can't just, like, you know, harp on it and, and get mad and yell at the clouds for, 20, for you know, two weeks in a row about tips. It is what it is, and let's go to let's go let's go uh let's go be indie. Appreciate y'all. Let's, let's get it. Appreciate you, Nelson. Appreciate you. Just Dev, my guy, talk to me. Yeah, it was good, job ball as well. Um, first off, I want to say I hope everybody's dogs are right and job securities are in place because bro, I've been crying this whole entire time. But yeah, especially Breeze. Um, but yeah, man, hope all is well. Happy Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I think uh you know just going into this into this game, obviously you no know, championship team we're going up against. Um, and, you know, we just came out a little slow offensively at first. Julius finally got cooking. Um, and I think the second half of the second quarter is where we really found our energy and really found our, you know, pressure on the defensive end. Um, you know, we really sped them up, um, in the half court and obviously that led them to take quick shots. But I think the biggest thing was we forced 10 turnovers, um, in the, in the first half doing that. Um, you know, that at the, at the end of the second quarter, that huge inbound steal by McBride, you know, he bounced it out, you know, one quick pass, and then they got it right back to him because he was just wide open. They just left him open. Um was huge, and I was really hoping that we, you know, brought that energy into the third. Um, obviously, we didn't. 
that there was literally that stretch in the third. Obviously, Hardenstein was about was not about a bucket at all. Um, three or four shots at the at the rim. We couldn't even get an offensive rebound or a tip in or anything. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was it was definitely a you know tough second half again. You know, like last week we were talking about just not being able to close out games. Um, you know, we just didn't have the same energy on defense in the in the third half. You know, we were taking quicker shots on offense as well. You know, one, two, maybe three passes. Um, lead goes from 17 to five. And, of course, I'm not going to harp on it, but I don't know why the answer is Evan Fournier, um, you know, playing eight minutes in the fourth almost. Obviously, you know, uh, Nelson had touched on that. Um, he had one shot before that, and I don't – obviously, defensively was our – was our struggle and he was I don't know why that he thought that he was the answer um obviously it's a lot on Tibbs but I think for me the last thing the biggest thing for me is our energy in the fourth like when we have a lead it's like we come down on offense like oh I hope we get a bucket and then we come back on D it's like oh I, I hope we get a stop and then we go back on offense I hope we get a bucket it's like we we have this such like passive um you know energy and like not confident in ourselves you know like in 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 our you know just leading you know down the stretch um and really keeping control over the game but you know you know that's obviously the biggest thing that we got to continue to work on and hopefully we could just build off this um and go into indy yes sir appreciate you dev appreciate you yeah, appreciate yeah, I, you I really i agree with that wholeheartedly that desperation we we get very like yo the, i feel like the knicks players also have ptsd like we get very nervous when we have a large lead it's weird. Like I've never it, it like it's like the larger the lead, the like the confidence dwindles. The more the confidence dwindles, it's very weird. Like fucking attack. Put your foot on their neck. Like why the fuck are we playing playing soft when we like it's like anything over 10 points, now we're like, "Oh shit." Oh, look at us out here playing good, guys! Like, what the fuck is wrong? Exactly. Bro? It's like how 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 do we think we even got to that seven point lead? Like, why? Or my, my bad, seventeen point lead. Yeah. Like, why why even go away from that? But agree, man. Agree. You know, agree. Though, can I, I say real quick, um, the the Evan Fournier play, dumb as hell, right? But you, can, he's doing that out of desperation. Can you just imagine his minutes when he comfortable? If he doing dumb shit like that in desperation, bro. This is, that was just dumb. Bro. I'm not gonna lie. Hearing that, I, I mean, I was watching on, off and on. Hearing he played eight minutes in the fourth quarter, I probably would have broke my TV if I watched that live. Like, I was doing hella shit while that was happening, and that's I'm 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 happy that I was focused on something else because I would have fucking broke something in my home if I saw Evan Fournier out there for eight minutes. If I saw that like live. Lord knows what would have happened. Um, all right, let's keep it going. Um, we gonna go over to E. E, what's up? You were in the building last night. You know, I was in the building. Hello to everybody in the room. Hello to everybody hiding at work. My boss is away this week, so I can talk hella shit. So you won't have any of that from me. But um, yeah, it was a it was a great game for I agree, like thirty seven minutes. And uh, once again, where did we go in the fourth quarter? So we, we know this is tips. There's, there's no lies anymore. I mean, it's not like we've been lying to ourselves all along. That he still has the audacity to put in Evan Fournier or iHeart over Sims and Cam is disgusting. 
and I don't know when it's ever going to end. And it's just not even funny anymore. I agree with you, Julito. Like, I don't understand how the Knicks are so quiet about what's really going on here. Like, why are we not allowed to see Cam Reddish? What is the level of disrespect that it's willing for us to take losses rather than play him? But again, I mean, I like the hustle. It was a great, great, great game all the way through. I loved, and I agree with you again, it's like they get scared when they get a lead. That's why I'm always scared when they get a lead. Because I'm like, oh, how many ways can we fuck this up? And sure enough, as the threes kept going down, I was like, oh, we're going to lose this fucking game. And one of my friends who sits in front of us had said to Jesus and I, like, oh, you know, Vegas has us winning. And I'm like, oh, that means we're going to lose. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm still, I'm not upset because at the end of the day, we still won four. We lost one. We're still early enough in the season to take these beats and learn from them. And I hope that's really what happens. I hope that people just understand that this is progress slow progress but still progress and it's not everything that we want because of course we want to win every game but you also have to understand for those of us who want to get rid of Tibbs somebody higher up has got to see the way that he's losing these things consistently in the fourth and there's got to be something at the end of the rainbow for all of us Knicks fans like I don't understand why Johnny Bryan hasn't been promoted and I don't understand why he has all these other assistant coaches if nobody can help him make substitutions when he needs to make substitutions. But still love my team, still love the way the kids played, would have loved to see Sims, would definitely like Frenchie and iHeart to be put on a plane to wherever they can go together, Europe, China, I don't care. I want them off my team. I can't get them off my team, but I would like to voice that I want them off my team. That's my take. Still great to see my team play. Everybody was fantastic. They just don't play 48 minutes, and that's sad. And the ones that are playing all-star numbers, we're not getting in the all-star game. So, again, I tweeted, please go out and vote today, people. It's important. Jalen Brunson deserves our votes, and so does Randall, and so does everybody else. But Jalen Brunson especially, because this poor man, every time in a postgame, feels personally victimized by the rest of his teammates by not playing as hard as he does, period. Love, everybody. Thank you. Appreciate you, E. Uh, BK Cell uh, on the chat gang said, Hartenstein is CAA. Would be surprised if Tibbs doesn't play him. That's family ties. I'm hopeful, but I doubt it. Sims and Cam are clutch clients, politics as usual. Um, there you have it. There you have it. Uh, yeah. E, I retweeted that. I know it. I know it because you have to think it's something bigger than what we're seeing because. There's no way whatever Cam did, he deserves this. And Sims is supposed to be your guy for the future. He should be learning and earning, not fucking iHeart. Bye, guys. Listen, I, I think this is this is what I feel. I think the us not having an answer about why Cam Reddish can't play basketball for this team is almost as mysterious as us not having an answer to why Papa left blocked E. Um, we have to figure it out one day. One day we got to get down to the bottom of why Papa Left is scared of this woman and why he doesn't come on the stage anymore when she is on the stage. We have to figure it out almost as much as we got to figure out why Cam Reddish can't play basketball for this team anymore. Find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. All right, let's go. Um, <laughs> Nick Tick Jake, talk to me. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? Um, I'm at the office uh, today as well, but 
I chose to go ahead and get on top of the parking garage. <laughs> so I'm in the whip, you know, just kind of chilling right now. Uh, Breeze, I don't know uh, if you got a spot. I don't know if you're hiding under your desk. Um, but I highly recommend the parking lot, bro. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just want to shout out everybody out in the room. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting real tired of being called miserable. But, like, after losses... Um, you know, everybody sounded like a broken record, you know, it's Tibbs fault with rotations are bad or whatever. Like, I, I feel like at a certain point as a fan base, we got to accept that as long as Tibbs and Leon Roses are, are here, th th this is what the experience is going to be like, you know, in an NBA where every night, which, you know, the Bucks can attest to because they just lost, lost to the Char Charlotte Hornets. You know, upsets happen in the NBA uh, on a night-to-night -night basis, unless you're the New York Knicks. Because still, at this point in the season, I'm asking them to please, just like even by accident, beat a actual contending basketball team. And I brought this point up this morning after the tough loss last night, and I wanted to do some research and, and just share with y'all. But I, I, I basically pieced together all of the wins and losses that the Knicks have had throughout the season and the current seeding. Right now, the Knicks have 12 of their 22 losses against teams that are are the 10 seed and below. So, or, you know, or, I'm sorry, 11 seed and below. So they're not even playing, right? That's over half of the wins that we have right now. The Knicks have won five of 12 against top six teams, and that includes the, the missing Jokic game and the missing Embiid and Harding game. So, so... I mean, really 3 of 12 against top six teams. Um, and what's frustrating to me is that, you know, it's, it's not even really the, the, um, the players, right? It's not, it's not necessarily the talent because I think Jalen Brunson has been this good for this team. But when you see the same things happen over and over again, like last night was a carbon copy of what we saw at the beginning of the season. We're going to pack the paint. And you saw – you know, good teams and good players realize this. You saw the evolution that Giannis had when he started realizing that he would go into the paint. And not only did he have Mitchell Robinson there, but he had both wing defenders, you know, crashing down into the paint that he kind of like started backing up and didn't know what to do with the ball at the beginning. But what he did, uh, you know, towards the, the, the second half, he, he started kicking the ball out. He was almost using himself as a uh, as a diversion which again is a, is a carbon copy of this game plan of packing the paint that Tibbs loves to do. And I understand it not working. I under, I even understand the game plan of why you do that. Cause Giannis is that special, right? But when you continue to do that, you don't make adjustments and you leave Evan Fournier in the game for eight minutes in the fourth quarter. Y'all, I, I just want to like, just for a brief second, I want to imagine you're Giannis, you know, you're dribbling the ball. And you're like, oh, shit, Evan Fournier's coming to double-team me. Like, what the fuck is that going to do? <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I just think that it's, uh, it's, it's really confusing. It's really perplexing. And then Tom Thibodeau gets on the stand last night and says, uh, no, game plan was fine. My, my players didn't execute. Yo, the Bucks shot 49 threes last night, my dog. The first half, they were wide open as well. They just started hitting in the second half. So this is the Tom Thibodeau experience. This is the Leon Rose experience. Um, they can't even give me an accidental quality win. I mean, last night it was there for the taking.
So, you know, shout out the room, shout out everybody. I, I, I really want to see some change in this front office and this coaching staff going forward, Joe. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Jake. Appreciate you. Um, it's mad funny. Somebody on the timeline last night said in that specific play where Fournier was in the paint, and they said if if Giannis got by by his man, what the fuck would Fournier have done with Giannis coming at? Yo, him? that's a fact. <laughs> that's, and that's I, you a, know what I, like you know what my answer was, man. Jake. You know what my answer was. He would have fucking up? died. That's what would have <laughs> happened to Evan Fournier. Okay, Evan Fournier would have died. Would have been a speed bump. It would. It would. He would have been deceased if that I, if that occurred. Can I just say something real quick for my honor? Um, first of all, Jake, real Isaiah Jakenstein take right there. You don't think I tried the parking lot before, fam? You don't think I tried the parking lot before? I don't get reception in the parking lot, fam. So don't come to me with suggestions like I ain't tried it already. You hear me? I don't know. Just the way your boy sound, if I feel like even if you went to the parking lot, she would have tapped on the window like, hey, you busy? What are you doing down here, man? Come on, man. And Breeze is still whispering right now. <laughs> Facts. I'm, I'm scared for him. I don't want to talk too loud. Just don't put your phone on speaker. Just put one ear pod in, man. Hey, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Don't you do it. Hi, right, Tyler. <laughs> Just Dev is the Tyler Hero of KCDA. I Damn. mean, looks aside, looks Damn. aside, <laughs> looks aside. Just Dev is the Tyler Hero of KCDA. I will say that. Uh, appreciate it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it, maybe. All right, uh, we gonna go to Brill. Brill, what up? Hey man, yo. First of all, appreciate you for letting me hop on the late bus, man. Um, but yo, mad love to everybody. Um, first of all, everybody, make sure you get those All Star votes in. I'm gonna admit I wasn't voting until a couple days ago. I'm trying to pick that up. It's real embarrassing. We got for our guys. Um, Julius's defense was phenomenal. That might be the best defense I've ever seen him play before. Um, I only watched the second half. Saw Giannis had nine points. He was locking that shit up. Unfortunately, we didn't make the adjustments uh, where all the shooters were open and all, at the end and all that. Um, but we already discussed that. Uh, there's two particular points um, that I wanted to bring up that I haven't heard today, and that's why I wanted to come up here. Um, first of all, um, I think you know the game was lost after the Bucks got those three or four offensive rebounds and then Drew Holiday hit that three. Um, I thought that was a huge, huge tide-turning, pivotal moment right there in the game. It really sucked. Um, the refs kind of fucked us over a little bit, but, you know, that's something that's consistent, um, especially with Mitch locking shit down in the paint, uh, Randall locking shit down, like, a little bit outside the paint. Like, it was really, really great defense, so I want to give credit there. Um, another thing, you know, that I was on the TL with, like, being a dickhead, but it was dope as hell that I haven't heard nobody talk about was Johnny Bryant. Like, did y'all see Johnny Bryant last night, like, tweaking on Tibbs, like, giving Tibbs the Tibbs treatment? That shit was, like, straight up beautiful. And for a fan like me that hates the shit out of Tom Thibodeau, um, seeing that gave me a lot of hope and something to, to stand on and be looking forward to and be optimistic about. Um, seeing that our assistant coaches actually are getting a voice. You know, you often see Rick Brunson yelling at players and shit, never talking to Tibbs or nothing like that. So uh, it looks like, you know, um, assistant coaches, specifically Johnny Bryant, are starting to get a bigger role um, with the team. Um, later in the game at the free throw line, you know, Luca PTSD, right, uh, where we, we try to put shooters in and shit, like whatever the fuck. Uh, I think Evan Fournier was in the game. We ended up subbing him out late and putting uh, Mitchell Robinson back in on the block to make sure we can get the rebound. They ended up making the free throw anyway. 
Um, but it's like little things like that. I just have to feel like a last minute substitution like that uh, was probably like Coach Johnny. I'm gonna assume it was him. Um, so that was some cool shit. But yo, dead ass man, like um, you know, usually I don't like to give credit to Randall for his defense. You know, I always say like, why the fuck would I tell you? Like, oh, good job for doing your damn job. You get paid millions of dollars to do certain things. Um, so for me, like, that defense, that level of it was phenomenal. Um, so everybody get out there. Make sure you get them all-star votes in. Let's stop, uh, let's stop embarrassing ourselves. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, I just have to make a disclaimer. Moselle, you are not banned from coming up and giving takes. I just want to dif- di- differentiate the fact that you're banned from being a host on the show. You're not banned from giving your takes. Okay? All right. My guy Cedric is back. We're going um, to get to you at Final Thoughts. I wanna, I have, I've had Sean up here for quite some time in Brownsville to close, so we're going to hear from you before we uh, get out of here. Um, Sean, I know you spent the game yesterday with Cedric. Speaking of, so I was, uh, you know, how, how you doing? Haven't seen you up here in a while. Hope you're well. Sean, talk to me, my guy. What's up, everyone? Shout out to everyone in the space. Um, yeah, I was at the game with said last night. And the funny thing is, I, I even said at halftime, I was like, I don't know how we're winning this game. Um, and then, then, and it said tweeted during the third quarter, he was like, yo, I feel good about this. And something just told me, like, I don't know, like, because I was like, I don't know how we're winning this game. And I remember I looked up, and it was 76 to 60. And funny thing is, ESPN said that at that point, actually, no, it was 70 to 53. And at that point, we had a 97.1 chance to win the game. And, of course, we didn't. Um, I think the blame, you know, that we as a fan base like to, when things go wrong, we like to point at the person that we've always been pointing at and just blame them and just beat them over head of a stick. But, I mean, like, Look, like, yesterday was a – everyone fucked up. Um, Julius was poor offensively. Like, he went, he took eight threes in the first half, and he made – and in the first quarter, and made the same amount that I did. Um, and even me and Cedric were like, yo, this dude keeps shooting threes. He won't go into land. I'm like, maybe he's tired. And then, like, when he missed, like, his seventh three, I was like, okay, Julius ain't got it tonight. Simple as that. iHeart doesn't fit with this team. We don't use him to his strengths. You want to crush chips for that? I'm with you 100. Um, Fournier over Grimes was a choice. <laughs> that that should, I don't understand it. Um, although at the same time, Grimes didn't have it yesterday either. He had four points. He had eight rebounds. That was good, but you know, um, anyone who during this you know this stretch where they won 12 or 17 was like, oh, maybe we don't need R.J. Barrett. We could trade him. Like, uh, fuck out of here. They miss R.J. Barrett. If we have R.J. Barrett. We probably win the game last night. And last but not least. Um, Milwaukee's the 24th best offense in the league. And then they got hot. They went 12 or 22 from three down the stretch. It's a make or miss league. Um, the last two threes that Drew Holiday hit, well contested. Hand in his face. What are you going to do? Um, you can't. Defenses, I feel like people think that there's like defenses, like, oh, there's a perfect defense to stop everything. Like, NBA, you can't stop everything. You got to pick your poison. And Tom Tibble decided. And I, was, I, remember, I remember telling this to Cedric because he was like, oh, well, I don't understand why you open these three. I was like, listen, number 34 ain't going to beat me. And I'm aligned with that. I was like, I'd if I lose, if Pat Connaughton hits a three or Drew Holiday hits a three for motherfucking his face, whatever, cool. 
Giannis ain't going to beat me. And Giannis made, and they picked their poison and they lost. Um, last thing I'll say, two things I'll say. One, Jake, this is not the BCS. Quality wins don't matter. There's no selection committee at the end of the year that's going to decide if we're good or not. Quality wins don't matter. They don't. Wins, listen, again, we see bad teams beat good teams all the time. So I don't take any loss. I'm not, I'm not here for rating losses. The last thing I'll say is there is a thread out there that I've saved and I have bookmarked some things about what some of people in our fan base said about Jalen Brunson this summer, and it is fucking hilarious. And one of these days, I'm going to find that thread and I'm going to retweet it. I have it bookmarked, and I have and I take screenshots. If you think you're in it and you're going to start deleting the tweets, I already got you on 4K because some of the shit that Justin and Jalen Brunson, the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect. And the disrespect was really, really loud. Thank you very much. Can you send me the file so I can uh, add some video and, and lights and brightness to it? <laughs> Yo. Um, what's crazy is I, I've been put him on blast for the Jalen Brunson horrible takes. I did that like first week of the fucking season. So this is just going to be a double down at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, so, I just want to acknowledge that I disagree with Sean <clears throat> on, um, you know, Giannis isn't going to beat me. Like, like you, you, you cannot leave three point shooters open. Like I, I, I don't care. Like, like I get it, but you, First of all, why is Fournier doubling Giannis? He's not getting much done on that front anyway. But leaving three-point shooters open is a surefire way to lose, especially guys that can hit threes. We're not talking about leaving Mitchell Robinson open for three. So I, we, we disagreed about this last night, and I, I just wanted to make sure the room knew that we still disagree about it today. If we if we stayed home on the shooters and Giannis dropped 62 points in our head top, then the discussion would have been, how do you let Giannis do that? Why are we doubling Giannis? Fucking Tim's. The game was in the balance and we were leaving shooters open. That's just stupid. You can't stop. You can't stop everything. That's my point. Like you can't like the way to beat Giannis is to pack the paint. You can't pack the paint and guard the shooters. He picked the poison. It didn't work because he's fucking Giannis. We ain't got Giannis. Actually, I'm going to keep disagreeing here because, again, we, we've shown a, a, a poor we, – we, we've shown to be a poor team in terms of defending the three-point line, and, and, and it's biting us in the ass again. So I hear you unpacking the paint, Giannis, et cetera. Leaving shooters wide open is a recipe for disaster any night in the NBA. The Knicks literally have, like, the second-best three-point defense in the league. Sean, so we, there was so 10 pull, seconds so, left. So, pull, so what do we – so, so, you, know, you, you think I made that up? You think I'm making that up? I do think you're making that up. I do think you think I'm, if you think I, If you think I got a line on Rihanna's internet, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't give a shit if, about Rihanna's internet. So when I pull it up and it's right, then I'm going to say that. So when you pull it up and you're wrong, because you're wrong, because you're going to tell me about the last 10 games and you're not going to tell me about the whole season, then, then I'm going to tell you, look at the whole season. Okay, let me rephrase. The last 24 games, they have the second best. I, I don't want to hear about the last 24 games. Well, the, that matters because once they actually got once, because that is when Grimes returned to the starting lineup and Mitch went back to the starting lineup. So it is not surprising that. Put it in the jumbotron. Let me finish. It is not surprising that when they had their best defensive lineup out there, 
They are second in the league in three-point defense. And I say that to say this. There is, li- like, there's literally not much more anyone can do. That's what I'm saying. But I'll find I'll find it for you, and then I'll and then I will and I'll ha- and I'll expect your apology on my desk tomorrow morning. I don't give apologies. So find it, and it's not the whole season. And eat your desk. Go back uh, to work. I, oh, go. hey, can oh. I just hop in real quick? I just want to say something real quick. I forgot to say, yo, uh, I seen Jake posted a video of Ian Begley, and it made me realize that these motherfuckers look exactly alike. So, Jake, I think you're a Begley Gucci clone. I'm going to be looking out to see if y'all in the same room at the same time one day and all that. So, I'm on you now, bro. Bro, go the fuck away, man. Go the fuck away, bro. Go the fuck away, man. You interrupted my fucking take to say something about a guy that's not even on a stage to fucking say he looks like another... Go the fuck away, bro. And you don't come back. I miss you, bro. You don't come fucking back. I miss you too, man. I don't. I don't care about y'all bromance y'all got when y'all go hang out at the bar and don't invite me. I don't give a fuck. Actually, Here you go hating again. I don't give a hell to be honest. If you want to be at, if you want to be clear, I don't care. I don't care. I don't. You've got invited out to the bar more times. In, in in a month than I've gotten invited out since I've known Cedric for two years. So I just wanna be clear about that. Um maybe you're a better time. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Can you pause that? I feel like that's yeah, I feel, I feel like no, that's <laughs> no. Now we got a love triangle. I'm <laughs> he said we got a love triangle. Yo, where's the kid? I, I'm late, man. How's the show been going? Where's the kid that is supposed to be in class? Oh, so you're just gonna absolutely disregard what I just said and be like, "Yeah, oh I yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not listening to you." You're I don't invite you out, nigga. All right, so yeah, where's the kid? What kid, man? What kid? The, the kid, Jack, the, the the degenerate, the little kid. He's, he's selling he's talking candy. About Jack, he's in school, bro. Winter recess is over. He's he's school, man. That kid is fucking. Writing on a table right now, putting gum under his desk. He's in school. Okay. Sorry about that, Brownsville man. I know it took some time to get to you, but you know, my uh, my guy, Brownsville. Hope you and Miss Lady are doing well. Um, I mean, I I just want to take note. Um, Sky got on a salmon colored fucking button down, matching with his lady and his Abby. Uh. What's going on, man? I know you're in love, and I'm I'm grateful for your union. But God damn it, not the salmon colored with the with the pink tie and the what's going on, man? You got it, you Brownsville. I got to keep it honey with you, man. You got to get your nipples out of the uh, out of your out of your cover photo, bro. Like that's flagrant. You got excuse me. You don't see his nipples in his cover photo. It, his nipples <laughs> is in his cover photo. I agree. Uh, Brownsville, closer. How you doing, my guy? Yo, Julito said, I see cool reads out there. What's going on, man? How y'all doing? My KCDA family, my Knicks family out there, my Thread family down there. I see you, nigga Nato. Yo, am I rocking? Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Yo, man, you know, listen, when when you get to my level of bliss, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to throw the pictures up, you know what I'm saying? Because you know... You having the best, most amazing sex of your life. You know what I'm saying? And that's real, man. 
So hopefully, man, entirely my wish, too far. Entirely my too wish, far. my wish is that everybody reaches that point of bliss, man, where you can do that. Um. So real quick, man, listen. So I got some information on Isaiah Hartenstein, man, that I, I wanted to share. And yo, it's a crazy story, man. And believe it or not, it involves Ray J, man. It's cra- crazy. But first, let me let me get to the, my thoughts on the on the game and the Knicks, man. Um, I got three quick points on the Knicks as far as the game is concerned. Uh, number one, what you you know, Tom Thibodeau said, either you win or you learn. And what I learned uh, last night was that. There's not a significant drop-off in talent between Milwaukee and the New York Knicks, right? For the majority of the game, it seemed like, you know, we had just as much talent or maybe even more talent than they did. You know what I'm saying? We was up 17 in the third quarter until my guy, Isaiah Hartenstein, came in and fucked everything up, right? So that's a positive right there. That's a feather we can put in our cap. Number two. Jalen Brunson, man, listen, he is a star, ladies and gentlemen. He is that guy. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, oh, man, the Knicks need that guy. Jalen Brunson is that guy. And I know it's an unusual, like, career path. You know, he was a second-round draft pick. Um, He was a backup for the majority of his career. He didn't start till last season. But you've seen who the true Jalen Brunson was in the playoffs. And in games like this, man, where you're playing an elite team like the Milwaukee Bucks, an elite defensive team, and he's the one player on the floor that seems unstoppable. Like, he put up 44, and he was unstoppable, man. They were sending two, sending three guys. And the reason why we lost that game was because he didn't have any help down the stretch. Like, they was leaving Julius Randle wide open, you know what I'm saying? Because they didn't want Jalen Brunson with the ball in his hands, man. So... Nick's Twitter, we have a guy. We just need another guy that's as good as Jalen Brunson. And then we're going to be all right. Number three, man, as far as positivity is concerned, look, we got 11 more games in January, man. And I I looked at the schedule, and we're going to close out January winning at least eight of 11 games, man. And that's going to put us eight games over 500. You know, so listen, man, by the time February and Valentine's Day, come around everybody's gonna be in the spirit of love man because the knicks is gonna be rocking you know what i'm saying everybody gonna be in the spirit of love come valentine's day man i'm telling you now let me get to the scoop on isaiah hartenstein uh because it's a crazy story man so listen we know isaiah hartenstein he 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 was in la right and he he came from the g league so what 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 i heard was he was in the g league and he was hanging out with Ray J one night. Now, how, why was he hanging out with Ray J? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even ask because it was some some private information. And, and I didn't want to get too much into the details of why he was hanging out with Ray J. Apparently, he was on the beach in Malibu with Ray J, right? Kicking it, whatever. They seen a little teapot buried in the sand, you know, and they got close to the teapot and they realized it was one of them uh, genie bottles, right? So as soon as, as Ray J realized it was a genie bottle, he started singing, one wish, one wish, one wish, one wish, one wish, one wish. And while he was doing that, 
Isaiah Hartenstein was smart enough to start rubbing on a genie bottle, right? Genie comes out, and instead of giving him one wish, he gives Isaiah Hartenstein three wishes. The three wishes Isaiah Hartenstein wanted was, one, to have the skill set not of a G League player but of an NBA player so that he can make the Clippers, right? Number two, he wanted to have his stats project that he had more potential to, to, to reach in the tank so that someone can give him a good contract for some life-changing money, which the Knicks did. They gave him $16 million over two years. Number three, he wanted to play on the biggest stage in the world, which is MSG, right? Now, that's all good news for Hartenstein, but the, the bad news for Knicks fans and for the Knicks in general is he doesn't have any more wishes, right? So now the Knicks, we're stuck with the G League version of Isaiah Hartenstein, right? So, and I know that there's a lot of members of the Knicks organization that listen to KCDA and they didn't know this information. But now that you know, Tom Thibodeau, listen, we need to send Isaiah Hartenstein back to the G League because that's the skill set that he has, a G League skill set. He has no more wishes, right? He needs to find another genie. If he finds another genie, you can bring him back up and make sure he gives a wish for you that you can make better in-game adjustments, okay? Um, as soon as we do that, man, give Obi Toppin and Jericho Sims, uh, Sims Isaiah Hartenstein minutes, and then we're going to be good, man. But I just wanted to put that information out there so that Knicks, my Knicks family know what's the real deal with Isaiah Hartenstein, man. Peace and love. Everybody, man, I wish y'all nothing but bliss, man. Peace and love. Brownsville out, man. This, this show is fucking nuts, man. The show is fucking nuts, man. The show, the show is absolutely, absolutely, it needs to be stopped. Somebody pull the plug on this shit. Uh, I just heard a story about Isaiah Hartenstein hanging on the beach with at nighttime with Ray J on some moonlight shit. Uh, absolutely hilarious, but the show needs to be stopped. Pull the plug on it. All right, uh, appreciate you, Brownsville. Let's get to these final thoughts. Cedric, how you doing, man? Uh, hope you well. Hope you had a good weekend. I know you was at the game. How you feeling, guy? Yo, peace. Peace to everyone. Hey, man, listen, I even brought in my own personal Bluetooth speaker for the days that I can get away and play my own music. So, you know, we're, uh, we're growing over here. Got to put my creep voice on because I don't want anybody listening. But listen, man, what's up, man? It's the end of the show, so I, I, I'll go with final thoughts. Uh... You already heard Sean. We was at the game last night. Wanted that win, man. When we were up, you know, I normally don't get invested. I always think, oh, you know, double-digit lead. We're going to end up blowing it. And, uh, yeah, we blew it. The, the end of that third quarter was brutal. Um, but, you know, we don't close quarters well some, uh, some games. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I, I just thought it was a winnable game. Am I, like, cursing the team out, super upset? No, last night's game was long as hell. Maybe because it was a Monday night. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to go to no more Monday night games. So like that, that shit is tiring. Um, but yeah, moving forward, next game is Indy. That's a game we need. We need to keep our foot on their neck. Right now, they're in six. We're in seven. Uh, if we would have won last night, we would have been in six because you know we beat them before. But we need to, we need to win that game. I want to beat the Raptors. I, I'm with, I'm with my brother Brownsville about winning eight of eleven. Um, Look, we'll see it, man. You got to play the games. I agree with y'all. We was watching Brunson last night. Uh, Sean was like, he is him. Um, the dude, yo, when he when that midi is on, yo, he he's getting to it. You know, uh, Grimes has to look for his shot more. 
great facilitator. I know that he played point guard growing up. But um, when you get that, when you get to the cup, like he gets to the cup, you got to do it. I, I love his little reverse layup package that he's got going on. I, I just want to see more from him. I know he has more. We've seen games where he's taking 27 shots. So, you know, last night was disappointing. Four points ain't going to get it. Uh, Julius in the in the first quarter, you know, was brutal. One for 12. That was nasty. But he, but he pulled it together. Uh, but, yeah, nah, man, final thoughts moving forward. Just I uh, just want to get this, this win against Indy. Um, you know, I, I've been I've been seeing a lot of good things on the timeline from folks. You guys are, are winning. I, t- I told you 2023 is your year. Uh, I believe that for you. I believe it for me. And so cherish these wins because, you know, what you know, when we be taking L's, we, you know, what I mean, we want to wallow in them like Knicks take Jake. You are a miserable son of a gun. I'm telling you, man, I like you. You're a good person, but you are miserable, bro. I want to see quality wins. It, it, then the brother starts telling you about quality wins and you still come in here. I can't curse because, you know, I'm at work, but B-I-T-C-H-I-N-G and moaning. That's what you do. You got to stop. You out here with this white privilege and you out here moaning all day. Don't want to hear that shit. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not sure the the correlation between white privilege and moaning, but I'll allow it. Um, Breeze, final thoughts, man. Oh, oh. The boss, the boss got your tongue, huh, Breeze? Okay, okay. Off my phone. That was for dramatic effect. You heard oh, okay. Dramatic effect. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Feel me? So, uh, as far as the game, play the Pacers. You want to stay out of the play-in like we all trying to stay out. Got to get that dub. Benedict Matherin coming to the garden. It's my favorite rookie. Interested to see how he play. Lock all that shit up, though. Tyrese Halliburton face-to-face with Wally Zerbiak. Let's get it. Let's get it. You feel me? See, we we see we in that series right there. And then uh, him and Jalen Brunson. Him and Jalen Brunson, that's that all-star spot. You feel me? You gave up the 40. You had the 40 ball. We ain't get that dub. It's time to spin the block. Check your tires. Get your oil changed. Make sure the whip is good because it's block spinning time. You feel me? This is the one-on-one. I set the office vibes today. Um, I feel like everybody, once you know, once I set that tone, everybody was real office-y today. So shout out to me for setting the office vibe. And Julito, you already know what it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Breeze. My God, I'm going to hit you later, man. We got to discuss some things. Uh, I mean, when you get off work. But, um, yo, Sean, you have your hand raised. Would you like to say something? The Knicks literally have the best three-point defense in the league all season. Cedric, I want your notarized apology on my desk by tomorrow morning. Uh, Knicks say, Jake, you get half a bar. I know you saw the tweet, eat your desk. So that's what you can do with your notarized apology. The best three-point defense in the league. Please have your apology on my desk tomorrow morning. I like what my brother said on the timeline. And you see it. I don't want you to act like you're not seeing your, your, your mentions, right? Um that's why the box score, he said, this is why the box score never tells the whole story. You've seen us get burned by the three, right, repeatedly. So take that stat and shove it. The, 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 see, see, the problem is you call Jake miserable, and Jake is miserable, and I like Jake. I like Jake a lot. He's miserable. But you are now doing the same thing. It's like when it don't go, the narrative don't go your way, it's like, oh, no, 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 like literally – no one in the NBA allows a less 
percentage of three-pointers made than the Knicks. Well, it's a three-way they tie. Need, it's like, they, it's a three-way tie. It's a three-way okay, tie. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, to, listen to what I'm saying. Speak accurately, and I will. Does any, okay, listen to what I'm saying. No one allows a smaller percentage of three-pointers made than the Knicks. Nobody. Put yeah, that in your just... pipe and smoke it. Yo, my man's. We're also second in attempts against and second in made against. I want to make that clear because I was like part of that stat earlier this season where it's like, well, teams are also making the most threes in totality against us and shooting the most threes, which means they get the most opportunities for threes against us. So that stat has a lot of nuance to it. It's all about how you want to decipher it. Are you going to notarize an apology for that, or does nuance not matter? Because it, it doesn't, doesn't change. Your because agenda. you, because I'm just asking, you said, I just asked a question. No, no, no. What I'm no, no. What I'm saying is, I said, our like, the, the there is this, there's this thought process, this narrative about three point defense is horrible, and it's literally the best. Literally. Now, so we oh, allow. Well, you know, so but, so but they take. But they take. I don't want to. I know, I know Julito's got to go. We, like, can, we, can talk, we can talk about this. We can talk about this in, in, in another space. I know Julito has is, is, is got to go. But I do think that Brill just gave you some relevant information. And I it's not, not fitting your agenda. Not, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not I'm fitting not your agenda. It's not relevant. That's so what it, you're so missing. It is, so it is relevant. But what I'm, no, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, they literally can't do any better. They can't not do it. They I, 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 well, let's talk about this offline. But I want to be clear that actually what you accuse me of is what you're now doing in the face Please of, your, of Brill's. Um, of Brill's of, no, no, no. What you accuse me of is what you're now doing in the face of Brill's information. So let's just be clear. Do. Don't accuse me. Don't accuse me of something when literally, first of all, they're never going to compare me to miserable Jake because I'm not being miserable. I'm you, saying I'm tired you of can getting FedEx me. I tell you what, I'll send you a self-addressed stamped envelope and then you can send the apology. I've never seen somebody be like, like clearly, it, Brill has Brill, Brill put you in your place, and you're still talking. Put me in my place, okay? I don't care if you took. I don't care. If they took ten thousand threes. If they give up the least percentage, they give up the least percentage. So, so I, just I, don't, I, I don't. That math is not right, Sean. I don't like I don't, that math. Okay, the, now the, now math now math don't work. No, that okay. math don't. Think about what All you're right. saying. You're saying I don't care. They, they're giving up the least percentage, but they're 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 taking more. So they're making more threes on us, but. Like, that, that's what you're saying. Least, no, what I'm saying is they allow the smallest percentage of threes made in the league. That is not negotiable. So again, and they I'll allow send you so, those threes, right? And they allow you a, so if you get 34, hold on, hold on, hold on. I will send you no, a self-addressed stamp on Thirty-four percent right, of hundred is what? I'm gonna go. I'm no, gonna no, go no. You keep because you no, no, no. You you only want to speak. So thirty-four. If you shoot hundred threes and somebody gets thirty-four percent, you shoot two hundred threes. That's more. That's more threes. You're still getting burned by the three. I mean, that's simple math, right? So that's why. So that's why it's relevant what Brill said. How you're just going to excuse that? I don't understand. You know what? Now I'm too loud. Let me go. I'm so glad that Sean is not a host, so that he can't quit from being a host because of this argument. Uh, I can't. I can't afford another Sean to be to be. To, to quit I just can't uh, I can't I, I can't afford another show to quit off this so thank thank God he's just a co-host thank God uh golly did he really left like completely I want I want to be very clear these two gentlemen know each other uh they know each other outside of Nick's community they've known each other for a very long time um they're, they're actual friends in real life. 
Uh, yeah, like that was funny though. I, I I I tuned out. I tuned out because for me, I just think that argument was hilarious because it was the most polite argument I ever heard in my life. Um, it was like that argument from that movie. Y'all know that movie? What's it called? Fuck. Uh, sorry, well, Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry to bother you. <laughs> he was like, "You have a great day. No, you have a great day. You have an even better day." Uh, that was that was pretty funny. Two, two, two. You, two go ahead, before go you go, can I say that was the the ending of that movie is like top ten worst I ever seen. I think yeah. that movie is top five worst movies I've ever seen as a as a whole. So, I mean, here we are. Remember um, that video of those two dudes showing the, themselves the middle finger like, across the street? Oh yeah, that was a good one. That that was pretty much it. That was good. That was good. It was like the dog that was like, "Hey, what's your name?" Jake, what's your name? Well, fuck you. That, that was pretty funny. Um, all right. I, I guess I'll do. <laughs> Morris said the men got catty. The men are catty today. <sighs> this show. This goddamn show. The men are catty today. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm going to just use, you know, just use t- context clues. The men are catty. Um, all right. Brownsville and Breeze look like they could be related. Nobody? All right. I'm out. Nah, I'm not there with you. Brownsville looked like a substitute teacher that be pinching kindergartners. Breeze Breeze looked like he sell do rags on the train. Nah, Breeze looked like Sterling K. Brown. Breeze looked like Wow. Breeze Breeze looked like the reason Dr. Martin Luther King cheated on Coretta. Like he was like, Yo, come on, hold on. Hold on, Julito. Hold on, hold on. First off, Everybody doesn't know that information, and there's no reason that this platform should spread it. <laughs> Watch Selma. Breeze is like, Breeze, Breeze is like, hey, Mark, come on down. We going down to the gypsy. He's like, no, man, I got a speech tomorrow, dog. He's like, man, these hoes is out here. Come on down to the Piggly Wiggly. They are outside. Okay. You, you feel good about yourself? You feel good? You feel like I do. I do. I do. I, I feel like I've uh, made my mark on the day, and now I can start it. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, final thoughts. Um, this team is. This team is. This season of uh, the Knicks is like probably like one of the funniest seasons. Even though it's like one of the most frustrating seasons, this season has been like one of the funniest seasons between the fact that like. Julius Randle went from, like, one of his worst seasons to one of his best. Uh, R.J. Barrett went from, like, an Iron Man to fucking get, cutting his own finger. Um, Jalen Brunson didn't even start, like, started, like, seven games his whole career. Now he's, like, one of the best point guards in the league. Isaiah Hartenstein, we thought this was a fucking stretch big we was looking for our whole life and then literally has become one of the worst players in Knicks history. Evan Fournier went from a starter making $20 million a year to now he doesn't even, like, he's, like, coming off the bench like a G League player. Like, we found him. Like, he's playing because of Rona. You know what I mean? He's playing, like, because too many players are out with Rona. Like, just what the fuck is going on? Um, like, we also very, we very, we, we slid over the fact that Rick Brunson and Obi Toppin got into a argument like mid game too like i don't think we talked about that shit enough obi Toppin is one of the most liked individuals in new york city 
like outside of basketball. Like Obi Toppin be like going on a train and just helping old ladies like go through the turnstile and shit. Like how the fuck did him and Rick Brunson almost throw hands on the court and no one talked about it? It was just like, all right, it's cool. It's all right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Did y'all talk about Obi getting traded? I, I think we've had enough feistiness to, to, to last a day. I'm not sure if I want to go there. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. Moore had a great <sighs> take. I'm just saying. Wait, what, what's what's the take real quick? Moore said that she's okay with Obi getting traded because he deserves better. And oh, I yeah. agree. Absolutely. She was, we. I think that, that's been a sentiment for quite some time. Yeah, I'm, yeah absolutely. Go, I need him to go to greener pastures. He's being treated like a fucking... I think it's... it's it, I, like, this is the issue when you're, like, a fan, like, a real fan, so you know, like, you watch, you watch like, personality shit, you see them offline, like, shit outside the game. Like, I don't know what the fuck Austin Reeves is doing in L.A. Like, I have no idea. I don't go to the games to see how he's showing up on the sideline. when he, Like, I don't know what the fuck these guys are. But, like, I've literally watched Obi Toppin last game. I, I talked about it. Like, he went out his way to make sure these people who had a sign-up from him, like, got it autographed. And then when I'm with my guy, Jay, he's like, oh, yeah, he does that literally every game. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's such a such a sweetheart. And he doesn't deserve what Tom Thibodeau is doing to him. Obi Toppin is going to make, like, $8 million a year moving forward going at the rate he's going. Like, no one like like he needs to go and figure himself out on a team that's gonna play him to show his talents so that man can make some goddamn money for his children. Cause what the fuck? Tom Thibodeau wants this guy to be on the welfare line. God damn it. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, we got the paces tomorrow, Wednesday. It's at home. I think that's gonna be an easy win. Unfortunately, I won't be able to watch that game. So, Breeze, situational minutes looking real unsituational. It's, I mean, I'm going to rewatch it in the morning, but I won't be able to watch it live. First time in a few games. I was proud of myself on watching games live, and now I fucking can't. So, um, yeah, so I won't be able to watch the game, but I think it's a win. I think it's a win. I just think, uh, like, contain Halliburton, contain. That's it. Contain Halliburton. Don't allow him to go to fucking triple double with a thirty points, and and we got it. Um, I think it's a team we could beat. I think it's a team we need to beat because they are ahead of us in the standings. Just, uh, just, just, just no, no, no. They don't get to be the six seed. The fucking Indiana Pacers do not get to be the six seed. Just like no, absolutely not. With with they're about to lose like three of their players, like. Absolutely not. Miles Turner literally has declined every offer they've they've offered him. He's like, I'm never playing for y'all niggas again in like 50 games. So enjoy this shit. Win, lose, or draw. Like, so it's a team we need to beat. So uh, let's get this W. It's, I hope everybody's having a great week. I hope your your 2023 is going well. Um, I hope everybody is uh, taking care of themselves and on them goals. You know. Like, let's get on these goals, man. I'm going to hold you niggas accountable, too. Because a few of y'all are sure saying certain things on the timeline. I'm going to hold y'all accountable for your goals, man. That's, I know people trying to do a lot of shit on the timeline. And y'all be forgetting after the third week of January about your goals. Stay on your goals. Where's the albums? 
Where's the spaces? Where's the consistency? Yeah. Ain't hear about you on the Peloton lately, Cedric. Got you raising your hand. What what do you want? I thought it was funny. <laughs> yo, you bugging. You know I've been on the Peloton, bro. You know I've been getting after it. I've been grinding. But hold on. I was gonna say, yo, I didn't um I, I should put that news out. We should we should actually get folks to come out to that game. Oh, go ahead. Do, what do day is that though? Let me just double check the date on that though. Because I think that might be another Monday game, which would be trash. Hold on one second, everybody. Okay. Nope. It's a Thursday game. So listen. Um, yo, everybody pull up again uh Thursday, February second. We play Miami Heat at the at the garden, at the crib. And uh afterwards we'll go to Blarney's, even though I'm not drinking much. But um, yeah, your boy's gonna be season season ticket holder, member of the game. So, you know, get to hang out with John Starks and do whatever else. So pull up and let's have a good time, man. They letting a real one in there. I'm going to give me some KCBA merch to rock on that joint. We're going to rub the community, man. Next Twitter, we out here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Congratulations, man, my good man. man I'm going to need a favor, my dog. I'm going to need a favor, but I'm going to hit you in the DM. All right. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what, what I can do with you. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what I can do for you. But uh, all right. All right, man. Let's wrap this shit up. If you look up at the Jumbotron, man, check that merch out. He just brought up the merch. Uh, check the merch out. Let's get some merch popping. Uh, if 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 you're in there, you need some merch. Get the merch. Um, yeah, man. Uh, y'all, thank you for making this a great show, man. I appreciate y'all for always looking out, showing up, showing out. Great takes all around. I don't know who deserves to get um co-host of the episode, fellas. Maybe y'all got something that y'all. I don't know. I don't know. I I have no idea. So that is on y'all. I'm here. Um, everybody was spitting today. So, yeah, that's that. Um, yo, y'all know the rules, man. Take care of yourself. Stay out the way. Stay sucker free. Do what you got to do on the timeline. Hopefully, you made the podcast. Until we meet again. Peace out, y'all. Pew! K-C-D-D.